Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. To your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer, we are your average film enjoyers, Trey and Jagger. Jagger, how was your weekend, man? How have you been doing? It's been a while. Like It's been weird because we aren't doing our Hooptober, so it feels like a while since we last recorded. Um, I'm doing really, really well. I went to the John Mulaney show that I had been talking about. That yeah. was an awesome experience. Um... And, yeah, it's just been, like, a really good week. Nice, yeah. Um, and do you want to share your story from the John Mulaney show? So, yeah. Um, as some of you may know, 
I worked with Pete Davidson. So as I was just talking about on Twitter with somebody, um, I like, okay, let me explain. So I'm sitting front row because tickets were all sold and there was like three open seats in front row. So it was like the night before. So we bought tickets because tickets were cheap. Yeah. Um, Tickets were like easy to nab and it was yeah. great. Um, It's like, it was a, like a birthday present for me, like an early birthday present. Um, It's like, yeah. So I was super excited. I watched all of his specials as I was talking about on our last episode, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I was like ready to go and I'm sitting there and like halfway through the show, he just walks over to the edge of the stage and he's like, hey, what's your name? Um, so I was sort of too stunned to speak. So I was just trying to like answer the questions, but my brain wasn't fully getting all of my words out. And he was like, so what do you do? And instead of saying, hey, yeah, I act and you're, this is like one of three shows that you're not doing with Pete Davidson. So last night when you were on tour with Pete Davidson, I had worked with him a few, like a year before that. Um, instead of saying anything like that, I said, I watch movies. Um, <laughs> and it ended up leading into like a funny thing where someone was cheering for me about Evil Dead whole weird set of events yeah really awesome night though yeah and... that sounds super cool yeah i was just yeah very... that could have been cool that would have been cool if pete was like opening and he was like yes. jagger what's up buddy do you think he would recognize <laughs> you um did i ever tell you about my interaction with pete davidson on set no was it like one interaction you had all right so i had two interactions with pete davidson yeah one was just like the director was just sort of telling him about my existence Mm -hmm. um however he didn't know what i looked like so at the time um on this day a bus of people someone had a bus yeah and they drove it and they all like it was a group of teenage girls standing outside the set cheering for pete davidson and then pete davidson walks out um from filming and he like walks over and like gives one girl like a hug and the girl starts crying yeah and then he just sees me standing in a very similar area because i had just been getting off of doing like the tutoring that they make you do on set um so i just like walk out and i'm very close and he goes oh hey and then walks into a limousine and that's the only interaction i've had with him so far However, I'm going to see him again at the, the premiere. Hopefully, I can get something better instead of a, oh, hey. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, really funny. Um, all I can say is that he's very, very tall. Um, yeah, yeah, he looks like, I've seen videos of him, like, balling up at the courts, and he looks he looks very tall. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. But, that's yeah. really cool. That's a cool experience. Like, that's like a core memory right there. Oh, yeah. I think we were talking about that. You called me after the show and told me about it, and we were talking about that. Um, But, yeah, that's cool. I went this weekend, not as exciting as a John Mulaney show, but I don't think I've talked about this place on the pod. Um, I live about 40 minutes away from the country's largest pinball arcade. Um, It's called Next Level Pinball Arcade and Pop Culture Museum. Um, Jagger, I've told you about this place. I went back this weekend, spent about five hours there. 
Um, it's basically, it's 20,000 square feet for anybody who doesn't know. Go look it up. It's in Hillsboro, Oregon. Um, and it's just filled with retro arcade games and like 60% are pit and ball machines. Um, and they have about 500 games on the floor right now. And all you do is you just pay like 22 bucks as a flat rate. And then you just get to go in and everything's free. Uh, minus like the claw machines and stuff like that, obviously. But um, all the arcade games, pinball, everything is on free play. So you just pay 22 bucks, and you can go spend as much time as you want there um, just playing pinball. So I did that this weekend. We went for about, honestly, I could go there from open to close. Like I could go from 11 to 11 like and not leave because I just have so much fun. Um, but my mom got tired early, so me and my dad um, were like, all right, let's just go. Uh, but we were there for about five hours playing pinball, um, which was super fun. My forearms are still a little bit sore. Um, it was like at the machine like this, just well, I get like away. really into it too, because I feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> like the last time I was there, I set the high, I think I told you about this. I have the, I now have the high score on the, uh, independence day machine. Um, Ooh. so Independence Day pinball machine? Dude, they have like every movie imaginable pinball. Really? Yeah, they have Evil Dead pinball. I'll take a picture next time I'm there. Is there a James Bond pinball? Oh, there's like four or five James Bond pinball machines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that was a good time. Um, And I kind of just watched way too many movies. Like, Oh, and played OG Fortnite. Um and as people around my age in the gaming community have really gotten to release their inner child this weekend because they re-released because they're taking down the servers in like what march february something like that they're taking down the servers for Fortnite, so you won't be able to play it anymore um Wait, what you didn't know about this yeah next year they're what taking down the Fortnite servers like you won't be able to play like, like battle Fortnite. yeah yeah. Fortnite's like the biggest game in the world. They're like a cash cow right now. They're taking them down. Um, so they brought back the OG map for the final season, um, which has been really fun for me to go back and play. Um, and I like playing with all my boys. Um, and the other night, actually, Jagger, I threw on my computer right in front of me. And while I played Fortnite, I watched Tron. And it was awesome. I actually have done that twice since we last recorded um so that's been super fun um yeah yeah it's been a, it sounds like it's been a good week for both of us um yeah let's get into it so for movie news of the day we got a lot of stuff about marvel this past week um we got a statement so at this point right i've been loyal to marvel since day one um i've been loyal Wait. these past few years i've seen everything i've watched everything even though there's been some shitty stuff coming out. Um, God, with some of the stuff they've been saying, specifically one thing that they've said recently, I'm just kind of like out. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is stupid. You guys are ruining my childhood. Um, Because Marvel recently came... Well, first of all, uh, Captain... Or the Marvels, it comes out, I think this weekend, is projected to... Uh, be Marvel's all-time lowest box office opening. Um, yeah. Which isn't a surprise. Um, no one's excited for this movie. Um, I'm not... I'll probably see it, but I'm not excited. I'm, I'm probably not even to see it. I don't feel an o- obligation like I used to to go see new Marvel projects. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna go. I just don't care. Yeah. But the uh, statement I wanted to get to was um, they said uh, they are um, thinking or considering the idea of bringing back Iron Man and Captain America. They're considering bringing back Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., which really makes me angry because it's them giving up on a perfectly good crew of characters they have right now. They have a lot of great characters that are really fun. I mean, we got Moon Knight. We got a new and new Zemo that we love. We got... We they have right to Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah, they we Do have Shang-Chi. Yeah, but they just, like, they've gotten lazy. And they're like, okay, we just can't write original content. So we're just going to bring back all this stuff and recycle it. Um, Trey two things that i need to tag onto this number one we've discussed it before and i'll discuss it again now they had everything people want out of marvel is for them to finally accept the fact that like a character dies and they got it and they're screwing it up and to make matters worse yeah to somehow make matters worse they are scrapping all of the things they have the rights to Mm -hmm. disney you have money you don't need any more money the last thing disney needs is money yeah can they not jump on this bandwagon because they made a whole lot of money with avengers infinity war and a whole lot of money with avengers endgame two of the highest grossing movies ever and they have to just like, but we can make more. Stop it. Yeah, I'm done. That's that's my rant. Yeah, I mean, I wish they would have Disney would have never bought them. And I wish yeah. because I feel like that's ruined a lot of it. And because I feel like Kevin Feige really does have a passion for the Mar- for Marvel as a whole um, and for these characters. Um, but I also feel that he's just doing all this because he works for Disney and he has to do whatever they tell him because they're, they own all of it. Um, so I wish Marvel would just disband from Disney. The MCU would just like cut itself off and Kevin Feige would basically just retcon everything that came out after Endgame and start fresh with like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, um... Because I truly do, and go back to, like, their one movie a year, one movie every two years um, formula. Because I truly do believe he has a passion for these characters and their stories, and they're just not doing it justice right now. But one thing that I did find interesting is we got our uh, trailer for Echo this week, um, which will be uh, the upcoming uh, limited series. Um about do you remember echo from the hawkeye series she was like the deaf girl who was really elite at like hand-to-hand combat oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah we're getting that and we're getting that i believe next month or january and uh vincent d'onofrio is reprising his role as kingpin um which i'll probably watch that because i think he does an exceptional job at kingpin uh, i thought brendan Fraser was going in on kingpin no i mean i mean the trailer at least it's vincent d'onofrio in the trailer um, because oh. he's the kingpin from Daredevil. I don't know if you've watched that show on Netflix, but 
or I guess oh, it's yeah. on, I guess it's on, um, Disney plus now. Um, but that okay. you should check that out. That show is good. It's um, good. Daredevil is easily one of the best superhero TV shows. I don't think it's not my favorite. It's definitely up there for superhero TV shows. I think it's in my top five, but I think it's the greatest and most well done superhero TV show out there. Um, and they went with a TVMA rating for it, um, which I think really helped. Um, like a like a Punisher type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because those are in like the same little universe. Um, but yeah, Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Vincent D'Onofrio is uh, Kingpin. It's really solid. Um, and Rosario Dawson is in it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just some Marvel news that's even more upsetting. Um, we got a headline today that there is a Zelda, a Legend of Zelda movie in the works. Um, nice, man. And judging that's... by the last few gaming adaptations that we've gotten, I'm actually excited for this. I think this could be fun if they get the right person behind it. Uh, yeah. I would love to see... Zelda is such a beautiful IP mm-hmm. that if done with, like, a Killers of the Flower Moon landscape, it could be, like, the GOAT game adaptation. Yeah. I would also love to see um, Peter Jackson head this up. I think that could be super cool. Just from oh, what we've seen cool. of the scale of world building that he's able to do, I think he'd be a really good person to... Uh like take on this challenge because it is it's a huge world um with a lot of characters and i think he would do a stellar job at that here's a wild take okay this is what this would be my dream zelda movie yeah like three and a half hours long an Mm -hmm. epic like Mm -hmm. a seven samurai level epic like return of the king style yeah that cuts in and out of like different segments and they string together all the game stories yeah and it cuts in and out of animation depending on the style of the game to stay true to the game style like breath of the wild twilight princess that's all live action but like your wind wakers your four swords i think it's called four swords yeah ocarina of time animation ocarina of time animation perfect Mm -hmm. that's a five star movie a hundred percent so I hope they get the right person behind this. I hope, I hope they get the right person to do that. And I hope they are not just going for it to make money. I hope they actually want to make a good film. Because I think there's a lot of story and a lot of great characters here that they could make a great film out of. Um, and lastly, our final piece of movie news. Um, this is the first I've heard of this. Jagger, you might have heard of, heard of this. Um, Greta Gerwig is set to head a uh, Narnia reboot. Um, which... I, what? The only Narnia movie that I have logged is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, those ones ain't great. They're not great. Um, Yeah, I've... (laughs) But I do think the books... I've read a few of the books, and I do think that this has a lot of potential to be really good, especially with Greta Gerwig at the head of it. Um, It's a really beautiful, fantastical story. Um, And with really great characters um so i think this could be interesting but i'm cautiously hopeful just knowing how bad those uh other ones were um do you have any thoughts about that are you excited not excited don't really give a crap what do you think just don't screw it up (laughs) yeah i mean it's greta gerwig i don't see her screwing it up she has a perfect record so far so um 
Yeah. Yeah, that's our movie news for the day. Um, yeah, join us next week for movie news. Now, it's time to get into our review of the day. Today is IMDb number 226. Um, we are working our way through here. Um, this film came out in 2007, directed by Sean Penn. Stars Catherine Keener, Kristen Stewart, Emil Hirsch, William Hurt. Um, it's one of my um, favorite films from this year, um, which is something we will touch on on how stacked this movie was. This year was for films, 2007. Um, Ed Jagger did not love it, but that's okay. Um, so, the film we are talking about today is Into the Wild, directed by Sean Penn. This film has an 8.1 overall on uh, IMDb, a 3.8 overall on Letterboxd, and an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it is a true story. Um, based off the book by John Krakauer. Um, after graduating from Emory University in 1992, top student and athlete Christopher McCandless abandons his possessions, gives his entire $24,000 savings, savings account to charity, and hitchhikes to Alaska to live in the wilderness. Um, so this is a true story. Um... Jagger, why don't you just give your opening thoughts? I know there's a lot you didn't like about this film, but also try to give, put, put in a couple things that you did enjoy. Because I'm sure there's something. Because you didn't give it yeah, a half there's... star. No, 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 no. I didn't give this a half star like something like Elf, per se. Oh. Um, but... <laughs> don't, but... Don't say that name on this pod. Thank you. The film that must um, not be named. But, uh, okay... So, it's a true story. Yep. And I think I really respect Sean Penn's directing style. Yeah. And I love the cinematography and landscape. They yep. did great with that. So, I have it at a star and a half. Because I respect everything about this movie. And that's the word I'm using. Respect. Because this movie at no point hooked me. I just... Not to be as pessimistic as I was about... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because mm -hmm. um, I did not respect Pirates of the Caribbean. This I did. Yeah. I... I just didn't like it. And I think the acting was great. Um, But unlike something like The Godfather, I think there's more... There's a section of movies I like, a section of movies that I respect and like, and a section of movies that I don't like, and a section of movies I respect. I respect not. They're all in categories. Yeah. Movies I respect and don't like, Persona, um, like Panther you, like, Charlie. Yeah, like you can appreciate the filmmaking and the technicality of the film, but the story yeah. you just weren't engaged in the film. I just didn't really care. Yeah. So, this goes in that category. I respect so much out of it. Mm hmm I just didn't enjoy myself while watching it. Yeah. Also, great ending. Very beautifully shot ending. Mm-hmm. I must mention. Totally agree. Um, but we'll get into that in a sec. Um, because there's a lot of parts yeah, of this movie alert. I want to talk about. Um, I mean, it's not really a spoiler if it's a true story. Um, yeah. So, 
I have this movie at a five star. I have this at, I believe, a 95 out of 100. Um, I think this is one of the most beautiful films I've ever watched. Um, This is on my list of films, of, like, films that make you want to travel. And it's, like, up there with Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, which I don't know if you've seen. Sean Penn was also a part of that one. Oh, I haven't, but I have it on Blu-ray. So, oh yeah, you need to get on that. That that movie is just beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I think I think Emile Hirsch is outstanding in this movie. Um, The only acting nomination they got in this film was for um, Hal Holbrook, who played the old guy Ron at the end. Um, who I think he totally deserves that supporting actor nomination. I thought he gave him for like the 10 minutes he was on screen. Um, he gave, yeah, he was not in it a lot at all. A lot of these side characters, it was, there's a lot of, a lot of the supporting characters in this weren't in it a lot. Um, but I think Emil Hirsch did an outstanding job. Um, I think a lot of the themes and the ideas from about this film and about Chris McCandless and what he was striving for and going after really resonate with me and I think are still relevant in today in today's world. Um, and yeah, I think it's an, a really beautiful film. Um, first thing we should talk about, obviously, is the cinematography. There are some shots in this film that are unbelievable. Um, the biggest one that comes to mind for me is the, um, when he gets up, when he climbs to the top of that mountain and he's looking over the whole valley in Alaska and Eddie Vedder is singing in the background and he's just standing there and a tear, I thought that was unbelievable. Like some of the cinematography, especially in the Alaska moments in this film are just outstanding. Um, I'm wondering for you, did you have any favorite shots, any favorite scenes, stuff like that? All right, no particularly favorite scenes. However, favorite shots that zoom out at the ending. And if we can quickly talk about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, he dies. Yep. Yeah. And there's a shot of him just laying in the back of the bus. And it slowly zooms out with music as the credits like start to roll. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And I think that that's my big one. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of takes us in to my favorite part about this film. So I'm a huge fan of Pearl Jam. I think they are easily the best grunge band. Um, one of the best bands of the 90s. Um, and Eddie Vedder, the lead singer. What? Shout out to Pearl Jam. Yeah. Um, I love Pearl Jam, dude. They're so good. And I don't think we talked about this. This is my hot take. Nirvana? not that good whoa yeah i don't like nirvana. i love nirvana i don't think kurt cobain's a good musician but that's own. that's just me they're like my number four of the big four grunge bands it goes like pearl jam alice in chains soundgarden nirvana soundgarden above nirvana's oh 100 100 Yo, have you ever you ever heard Peter Frampton cover Black Hole Sun? No, is it banging? It's incredible. He uses the voice box for Black Hole Sun, bro. It's crazy. That's sick. I'll have to go check that out. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Eddie Vedder did this entire soundtrack. 
And I cannot think of a better artist to do this soundtrack than Eddie Vedder. I thought it was very fitting for the film. Um, and I, it's easily one of my favorite parts of this film. Um, I mean, he was up for a Golden Globe for Best Original Song um, for this film. Um, and I just thought, I, God, it was, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. Can I, can I quickly point out something else? Because I was talking about how much I respect this movie. Yeah. And there's something that this movie does, and I think that it's beautiful how they did it. Um, and I don't see a lot of other movies do this. Mm-hmm. Using nudity in a totally inconspicuous way where it's almost done in an, like, artistic, natureful manner. This movie does that in a way that is so tasteful. I found it to be very impressive. Mm Because when a lot of movies, like, I'm trying to think of an example. I'll use Cannibal Holocaust. When they use nudity, they're like, guess what? We're so cool. We're using nudity in our movie this movie doesn't do that this movie just throws it in never mentions it doesn't have any character acknowledge it and i think that for a movie that puts so much emphasis on the beauty of nature the way that this movie just threw that in like one or two scenes i think that that's really i don't even remember where it adds to the movie I don't even remember where the nudity is. That's how good it is. It just it doesn't register with me as like Yeah. It just they just make it seem normal. Like Yeah. It's just like, yep, that's there and we're moving on. Um Yeah. And I think you bring up an interesting point of the this movie really tries to highlight the beauty of nature. Um and the beauty of 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 freeness and of letting go and like this movie is the definition of just living day to day, you know, just yeah. living in the moment, living just like, Oh, I guess this is what I'm doing now. Cool. Um, I mean, that's what Chris does or Alex. Um, that's what he does. You know, he just kind of goes with the flow, you know, um, which I think there's, there's a lot of parts of this movie that I think, um chris could learn or everybody could learn from um a little something um which i think is really cool um but quickly i just want to touch on how great of a year 2007 was for film um and like obviously this i have it a five stars also in 2007 we got no country for old men there will be blood hot fuzz Ratatouille, Super Bad, Zodiac, um, Sunshine. We got Harry Potter in the prison. Is that the Prisoner of Azkaban? Oh no, we got Order all of the Phoenix. All the famous film bro movies that Jagger has not seen. <laughs> I mean, we have tra- we have- wait. You haven't seen No Country? No. Oh my I god, dude. I also haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. What am I doing? Oh, that's fine. Neither have I. Um, we also got tra- the first Transformers this year. We got Surf's Up. Um, we got Disturbia, Hot Rod, Meet the Robinsons. I mean, this was just a great year for film, all genres in general. Um, and 
it's just interesting, like comparing years of film, because some years you'll look at where like, I mean, yeah, there's a few good films here and there, but the rest of that was pretty garbage. Um, uh, Dude, did you know that there's, I, so have you ever seen There Will Be Blood? Uh, no, no, I'm not. All right. I went to start it the other day. Mm-hmm. The first like 30 minutes, there's no dialogue. I was not ready to sit in silence for 30 minutes. That's how No Country so, for Old Men is. It is? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I, I wasn't prepared for For it. No Country, you, you like, lock in, like, right yeah. away. Yeah. Co- because the Coen, With... Coen brothers are just absolute masters. Um, yeah, so that's the same with There Will Be Blood. You're hooked, but I was really not expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, and in this film, we get to see, it's, it, sure, it, yes, it centers around Chris and his time in Alaska, um, but we get to see, it's, like, split up into these individual uh, sections, and we get to see how he, not only his story, but how he affects other people's lives, and how he affects the people around him, and it's a really beautiful thing to see, Um, and I think um, Catherine Keener who plays the two hippies uh, that are, like, his parents' age. Um, yeah. Yeah, she plays the wife. That's Catherine Keener. She plays the mom in, like, every single movie. Um, and I think she gives the best performance in this movie. That's my personal opinion. I think she is outstanding in this film. Um, I Yeah, I think she gives a really beautiful performance. I think we get a lot of great heartfelt moments from her. Um, which I was really impressed by. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest parts of this film and how cool Chris was as a person. Um, just because not only did he better himself, but he better, he made other people better just by being around them. Um, which is a really beautiful thing. Um, but that was kind of like my last note. I don't know. When one of us doesn't really like the movie, there's not too much to talk about, you know? Um, yeah. But that's okay. Uh, Are there any last notes, last things you want to touch on before we get into our four questions? Um, I don't think so. I think that beauty of nature thing is just something that I needed to point out because of how poetic it is. Um, but that aside, yeah, not much. Yeah. Um, all right. Most rewatchable scene for you. Like, what's a scene that you could see yourself going back to and watching? A scene that I could see myself going back to and watching. I don't know. I don't... I think that, as a whole, this is a movie that I will come back to eventually. So if I could just say the whole movie, I think that that's what I'll say. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, um, it's that uh, final exchange between um, Ron and Alex, um, where Ron asks if he can adopt Alex as like his grandson. Um, I think that's a really beautiful scene. I think it's honestly really heartbreaking, um, but I do really, really enjoy that. Um, all right. That's who, a fair. That's a fair answer. Yeah. yeah. Who won this movie for you? Huh. Um. 
who won this movie for me? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Emil Hirsch. Yeah. As Alexander Supertramp. Um, <laughs> first of all, shout out to Supertramp. Woo! Great, great 80s band. band. Throw in. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Emil Hirsch. Everyone in this movie was very, very good. I think it was very well acted all around. Yeah. But he gave a great memorable performance. Yeah. Hundred percent. I totally agree. That's who it that's who it is for me too. Emil Hirsch or Catherine Keener both gave really amazing, beautiful, heartbreaking performances. Hundred percent. Um okay. Uh does this movie belong in the IMDB top two fifty? I think realistically yes, but personally no. Yeah. I mean, I'm a yes for both. Obviously, I have this movie at five stars. I think it's outstanding. Um, honestly, I'd probably put it a little bit lower, maybe closer to 250. Um, but I I do think it does belong on here. 100%. Um, all right, last question. Does Chris McCandless beat Jack Torrance in a fight? No. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I don't care which don't Chris McCandless you go with. He never beats Jack Torrance. But could Alexander Supertramp beat Jack Torrance in a fight? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so that's our review of Into the Wild. If you want to check it out, it's currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Um, and yeah, just a great film. Uh, recommended for me. I think we should start a new question. Would you recommend this? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, me too. If you like movies like um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty or or um, Boyhood, Nomadland, Captain Fantastic, films like this, um, or even Wild with uh, Reese Witherspoon, if you like films like that, go check this one out. You will most likely enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's a great film. Um, all right. Yeah, we're keeping this episode short, man. Sorry for the short review. Oh, we will have a, we'll talk about that at the end, promote our new kind of series. Um, let's do our 2023 releases first, and then we'll go into high-low, and then, um, were you able to, uh, you saw Priscilla today, right? Were you able to get to that? Yes, I did. All right, give us your thoughts on Priscilla. Priscilla. Let's do spoiler-free since it's pretty fresh out in the theaters. Yeah, so I got to pick up a ticket to Priscilla and a scene that I've seen a lot of people mentioning. And if you watch Cameron Kozak's video on it on TikTok, he shows this scene. Um, Pretty early into the movie, there's a scene in which... Okay, spoiler-free review. Elvis Presley's a huge pervert. Oh, 100%. In a a really disturbing way. Mm -hmm. Um, So this movie basically starts off, like, there's this uh, southern girl. She's in Germany. uh, And then she goes to this diner a lot. And the guy that owns the diner is like, hey, I see you here a lot. um, So I want to thank you for coming and, like, supporting our store. Do you like Elvis Presley? And she's like, yeah. So he's like, come to my house 
And her parents are like, mm, I don't know about this. But she's like, but it's Elvis Presley. So they say yes. Um, and then, because this is like the 50s. This is like. <laughs> yeah, when Jerry like, Lee, like when Jerry Lee Lewis married his 14-year-old cousin. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's. Dude, a lot of these older crazy. musicians were bad people. <laughs> bad people. Um, so he goes to this party. And then, like, as soon as he goes in, Elvis is like, woohoo, what do we got here? Um, first of all, shout out to Jacob Alordi. Uh, Did he give a good performance? A, was he good? A fantastic performance based solely off of Stitch. Yes. <laughs> I love that that's um, become a thing. Where people are like, uh, Vir- Virgin Austin Butler d- doing, like, two years of method acting and then Chad jacob and lordy learning everything he knows from lilo and stitch dude have you seen you know regal cinemas yeah yeah that's where i go see movies they have a review they have a channel like an account on letterboxd and yeah the review of it is stitch walked so jacob and lordy could run that's so <laughs> funny i love that um but he she walks in the door and he's like how old are you she goes nice not what Ninth grade. Oh, you're a little baby, aren't you? Um, so it starts with that, and then he like takes her to the back room and starts like kissing her, and it's like, whoa, she just said she's thirteen years old. Fourteen years old. Um, so it's like it's it's all very creepy, honestly. Um and there's a lot of that, and then like when she's like 17 they get married um obviously so that's Mm -hmm. not a spoiler for anyone and then like 25 30 minutes into the movie there's a scene where he's like they're playing like demos and telling him like which of these songs do you want to write like do um and then they play him one song and he says i hate it shut it off Scylla, what do you think of it uh and she's like i kind of liked it so then he just picks up a chair and throws it at her cool yeah so this um, movie really just looks at how much of a asshole Elvis Presley was. Kind of. But then there's weird, like, intermittent scenes that make him really, like, funny. But there's always something very off about him. So shout out to Jacob Elordi. But my review is how mad this made me at Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. For, like, sort of glorifying him last year. And now this is a movie that's, like that's not right yeah Um, and i lisa marie presley elvis's daughter came out with a statement about this movie like basically like this movie is slander this is not how my father was and everybody's like ah come on come on you you weren't alive until the last five minutes of this movie (laughs) yeah you're like come on you don't know (laughs) um yeah cool i mean i'm looking forward to seeing it um this week um since we are both trying to bring on tuesdays we're both trying to bring at least one 2023 release um that we've watched to talk about to keep you guys informed um i was not able to get to the theaters this week uh, because movies are expensive um so i've been watching a lot of stuff on i've been watching a lot of older 2023 releases um stuff that has been coming out on streaming recently so this week 
I watched it just before we recorded. I watched uh, the new Insidious movie um, that came out earlier this year. Um, I have only seen the first two Insidious movies. Um, Jagger, I know you hate these films. Um, But I do quite enjoy the first Insidious. I think that's a really solid film. Um, Insidious 2, what did I... I still gave that three stars. I thought it was solid. I thought I had a good time with it. Um, I didn't see Insidious 3 or 4. This is the fifth one in the series. Um, But I was like, you know, I'm just going to pick this up. um, See what happens. And I didn't hate it. I I definitely didn't hate it. I didn't hate my time with it. Um, For a lot of it, I was watching Fortnite while playing it. But I've found that that's not that hard. Fortnite doesn't require any brain power. Um, And neither did this movie. So they kind of went together perfectly. Um, But I did have a good time with it. I think it was really solid. Um, I think there's like one good jump scare, but the rest of them were just fine. I really just watched this movie because of Patrick Wilson. I love Patrick Wilson. Um, I love his acting. Um, this was his directorial debut, um, which I think we, I saw a lot of glimpses in here of a great director. I want to see more from him. Even if this wasn't the best directorial debut, I gave it a two and a half, um, I want to see more from him as a director because I think, I think with a good script and and a and good writing, those are the same thing, um, and like a good story. I just said the same thing three times. Um, I think he could do a really good job, it's specifically in the horror genre, just because he's been a part of so many horror movies. I think he could do a good job. Um, so yeah, those are our 2023 releases. Um, check out Priscilla, any theater near you. Um, and also, Insidious, uh, The Red Door is streaming on Netflix right now, if you want to check that out as well. Um, it's just a, like a kind of like turn your brain off type film. Um, it's not terrible, but it's also not great. Um, but yeah, go check that out too. Also, what I love is in a lot of these like legacy sequels or sequels or whatever, they don't consistently use the same actors, but they use like the same actors from the original in 2011, like the same kids and everything, um, which was super cool. Um, so yeah. Um, do you want to get into high low Jagger? Yeah, sure. Why don't you start us off? All right. To start it off. I will. Um, okay, yeah. Spring Breakers, I watched. Uh, Harmony Corinne, I really, really love his style. And as someone who would love to get into filmmaking a little later in life, I think that his style is almost inspirational with how like raw everything feels. Oh, yeah. So that I really, really enjoy. Um, then I watched the third and final Austin Powers movie, Austin Powers in Goldmember, just a comfort movie for me. I or I didn't I didn't list off the ratings. Three stars for Spring Breakers, three and a half stars for Austin Powers in Goldmember. Mm-hmm. Then I watched Lost Lost in Translation, absolutely beautiful film. It's I have that at a ninety-eight point five out of a hundred for five stars. Then I watched True Stories, um, the David Byrne movie, because I went up to my aunt and uncle's house, and my uncle loves um, the talking heads. He had never seen it before. So I have that in 94 out of 100 for four and a half stars. What did your... Uh, probably be. 
What did your uncle think of that? Oh, he thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Um, I feel like if you like David Byrne at all or any of the Talking Heads stuff, it's essential viewing. Then the next day morning, I showed him Stop Making Sense. He had never seen that before either. I'm assuming um, he loved that as well. Yeah. Uh, how do you not? Um, I don't put like yeah. a number rating on that one because five stars, that's just what it is. Then he showed me um, his favorite movie, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Um, one of the funniest action movies I've ever seen. 96 out of 100 peeped into my like top 100, top 50, uh, somewhere in there. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's watched again, four and a half for a 93 out of 100. Uh, oh, God, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, then this morning, uh, I, today I went on a rampage. This morning I watched The Virgin Suicides, 80 out of 100 for Was that, four stars. Would you recommend that? Because that's been on my watch list for a while and I've heard good things. Dude, it is so dark. It's yeah, so twisted. That's also what I've, what I've heard. Um, Great, great movie. Um, But going into it like, oh, Sofia Coppola makes these sort of sad, but like very colorful movies. One of the like most like oh god um there's a moment there's one moment um that is a huge like oh that's what this is moment uh so yeah very hmm. good highly recommend it then i went from that to priscilla sofia coppola to sofia coppola um i already reviewed priscilla into the wild i watched today and i give it one and a half Oh, Virgin Suicide's 80 out of 100. Uh, Into the Wild at 22 out of 100. What and do you have Priscilla watched... at? Um, Priscilla, I believe, is a 93 out of 100. Wow, four and a half. Sweet. Four and a half. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then I watched a short called The Kid and the Camera. Uh, terrifying. I know, I want to watch Very that now. Is it just on YouTube? Yeah, it's like cool. eight, Would nine you... minutes. After we're done recording, can you send me the link? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me this week, since we recorded Lahane, um, I watched Star Wars The Last Jedi. Wanted to rewatch the best Star Wars movie. Um, I have, have that sitting at a 95 out of 100. Um, I finally got around to The Bling Ring, um, which is one of Jagger's personal faves. Um, 78 out of 100. I thought that was super solid. Um, and then I watched The Last Jedi, so I was like, I'm going to watch Force Awakens. Uh, 80 out of 100, great film, really solid. Uh, as like a, for, I mean, obviously it's like a sh almost a shot-for-shot -shot remake of New Hope. Like, it's basically a New Hope, um, but I still really enjoy it. Um, and then I watched, oh, I went, this is another 2023 release. Uh, I don't really need to say anything about it. I watched the Dave Franco-directed rom-com somebody i used to know um i mean danny pudi was in it who's in community i mean jagger you're a fan of community as well correct yes um yeah i've been redoing my yearly re community rewatch recently and allison brie and danny pudi um were both in this together um so i thought i might as well check it off um it had some enjoyable parts but it was it was fine overall um, there's a lot of nudity. Um, I watched a film. Uh, my review says um, it's called Language Lessons, starring Mark Duplass and uh, Natalie Morales. 
And my review is How My Man Doesn't Have an Oscar is Beyond Me. Um, it is streaming on Max right now. It is a quick 90 minutes. The synopsis is a Spanish teacher and her student develop an unexpected friendship. It is an amazing film that totally made me cry um, and laugh at the same time. Unbelievable film. Go check that out. It's on Max. Uh, did I tell you about that one, Jagger? Oh, language lessons? Yes, you did. Okay, good. And then I watched Solaris, Solaris, uh, which is Steven Soderbergh. It's a remake of a Tarkovsky film. That was fine. Nothing to write home about. I've, I've never seen a Tarkovsky film. Is Me this, neither. Like, embarrassing? No. Okay. I think he's like a, like a Bergman type guy. Like super oh, smart. and hey. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't usually like those. But I the, the premise of, of uh, Solaris, um, because that's a remake, um, it did have me intrigued to go check out the OG, which he directed and is very, very highly regarded as a good science fiction thriller. Um, Stalker is... Okay. Yeah, that's also Tarkovsky. I can only handle Bergman for so long. 162 minutes is totally pushing my Bergman limit. Well, no, you split it. You split it up, man. You don't do it all in one sitting. Um, And then I rewatched The Invisible Man because I was on... I helped record an episode for the film Somniacs podcast, Film Gunch and Wes, and we talked about The Invisible Man for about four hours. Um... Did I tell you we recorded for four hours? It was it was actually quite enjoyable. Um, Dude, I don't have four hours. It was I... it was quite enjoyable. Um, okay. And then I decided to take a little trip down memory lane and watched Race to Witch Mountain, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Used to watch that a bunch growing up. Uh, it's fine. Nothing amazing, but it's a good time. Um, two and a half stars for 52 out of 100. Then I watched a documentary about Jane Goodall. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. It's Jane Goodall, um, uh, who is the leading researcher in the uh, category of uh, chimpanzees and apes um, and monkeys. Um, and that was super, super interesting. Check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's called Jane um, really, really beautifully done documentary. Jagger, I think you'd really like it. Um, and I watched... Oh, God, I have so many. All right, we're doing speed round. Uh, St. Vincent, starring Bill Murray, 76 out of 100, super wholesome. Um, Grand Torino, Clint Eastwood film. Besides some pretty crappy acting, it was actually pretty good, 80 out of 100. Um, I rewatched Tron, 99 out of 100, Peak Cinema. Uh, I watched The Intern with... uh, uh, What? May I quickly interject? Mike Flanagan is on Letterboxd? What do you mean? Like, Mike Flanagan is a patron patron account on Letterboxd. Wait, are you serious? With all that jazz, that is number one favorite. Okay, send send me that link, because I want to follow him. I love Mike Flanagan. Um, but I also watched The Intern starring Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway, which was unbelievably wholesome. Um, I have that at four stars. Um, quite enjoyed that. It's, it's a Nancy Myers movie. She also did like Sleepless in Seattle, The Holiday, The Parent Trap, Something's Gotta Give, stuff like that. Um, and then finally watched The Flash as well. I guess I have watched a few new releases this week. Watched The Flash. 
Um, I it, that's one of the worst mo- looking movies I've ever watched. Um, I, Whoa. I think that movie looked like absolute garbage. Um, I did, no matter how bad it looked, I did quite enjoy uh, Supergirl and seeing her in there. Um, that was super cool. Uh, and the scene where the berries are, it's the first time they're fighting the Kryptonians before they go back in time. That was at where they play. Uh, I think they were playing a white stripe song. That was pretty cool. I did enjoy that a lot. That was fun. Um, no matter how shitty of a person Ezra Miller is, I do think he's very good at the flash and in that role. That movie was awesome. I don't think it was awesome, but that scene I enjoyed. Um, the thing that really brought it down for me was the cameos at the very end and like the Christopher Reeves cameo that, that just felt super out of touch and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, yeah. So then I decided to clean my palette with super bad five stars, easy five star. Um, one of the funniest movies ever made. Um, and then I tried watching Aziz Ansari's, uh, comedy special right now. Um, terrible, not funny at all. Um, I didn't laugh a single time. Um, this was also after he had, uh, gotten a, uh, he allegedly like forced some woman to have sex with him, like coerced her into having sex with him and got like called out about it. And there's a bunch of news about that. And then he tried to make jokes about it in the special and it just, it wasn't good. No, he did not. Yeah. Go check it out. Go check it out. (laughs) Um, it says next was also directed by Spike Jones. Um, oh, wait, no, no, that's the wrong Spike. The entire time I was thinking that was Spike Lee. And I was like, come on, man, you, you can do better than that. You did do the right thing. No, Spike Jones is, uh, directed her. Ah, dang it. Darn it, Spike. What are you doing, man? Um, and then I watched Haunting in Connecticut, horror, true story horror film. From 2009, that was pretty bad. Um, I just watched... And then I watched Jennifer's Body for the first time. That was actually Ooh, super was good. That? It was super good. Yeah. You should check it out. I had a blast with it. Um, watched Tron Legacy again. Um, so I've watched that twice in the past... Four days? Two days? I don't know. Um... And then, don't worry, we're almost done. And then I watched Limitless with Bradley Cooper, which was fine. Um, It was fun. Nothing more than that. Into the Wild, obviously. I watched, and then I watched, earlier today, I watched A Million Ways to Die in the West, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, So that's all I've watched this week. Um, So, little announcement before we do our send-off. So me and Jagger are going to start, we're going to start doing something new. Um, we are going to keep doing our IMDb episodes, so and we're going to keep doing episodes twice a week. Um, so, But from now on, IMDb movies, we're only going to do that episode once a week. So IMDb, our IMDb lists, that will be on Tuesdays. Um, and we will do those specifically on Tuesdays. So we're only going to be doing one a week instead of two a week. Maybe sometimes we'll do two an episode, but only one IMDb episode every week. And then on Fridays, we will be doing, we're basically going to be doing like um, movie reviews of movies we want to talk about. 
Um, yeah. So submit like movies you want to see us talk about. Doesn't matter like how crappy they are or whatever. Just submit movies you want to see us talk about. Uh, submit, and it can be like a trilogy. It can be um, nothing more than a trilogy. We don't want to do that much preparation. But like, if you want to do a trilogy, um, not like Lord of the Rings because those are like three hours. I mean, maybe we'll do that one week. That'd actually be pretty fun. Yeah, but that'd be that a long episode that, too. Um, that has to be an episode we like plan. Like we need to like I need to know in advance that I have to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, those movies are amazing. I'm oh man, now I'm excited to do that episode. Um, <laughs> but we'll do like movies that oddly go together or or um, unofficial trilogies uh, like Tarantino's altered history trilogy. Um, Django, Inglorious Bastards, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, oh. stuff like that. You know, my favorite unofficial trilogy, uh, Matt Damon getting rescued from increasingly weirder situations. And you go, uh, you go, oh, how does it go? Um, the Martian. <laughs> it's The Martian, Interstellar, and, oh, something else. I can't remember. Um, Matt Damon in space getting rescued from increasingly awkward situations. I think, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's... and maybe, maybe there will be movies that we did for something like Hooptober that we want to elaborate our thoughts more on. Yeah, do longer episodes on. Um, I want to talk more about Reanimator. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? So um, yeah, we're gonna be doing that on Fridays. Um, try to do some more general stuff that people have actually seen because we know some of these IMDb movies aren't like the most general, like populous movies, you know? So we're going to try to do more mainstream stuff. So this Friday we have decided, and we're going to switch off choosing every Friday. Um, so this Friday we are doing a double review episode. Jagger has chosen. We are going to be, well, he said, we're going to do one, and then I was like, well, we should just do both of these because they kind of go together really well. Um, we are going to be reviewing Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation and Spike Jones's Her, um, both in one episode. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of good conversation to be had. Um, I got to rewatch both. Um, I think all you got to do is watch Her. Um, yeah. Have fun with that, by the way. Uh, make sure you have a tissue oh, box. God. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so we're going to be coming out with that on Friday. And the next Tuesday will be Wizard of Oz. Um, so come join us for both of those episodes. Um, what? Wizard of Oz. I'm not excited. Have... I don't like that film. I love it. And that's the problem. If maybe we're doing I, another one of these. Maybe I just yeah. need to rewatch it, but it's, yeah. Well, we've had a lot of mov- situations in which I've hated the movie. We haven't had any really where you hated it. So let's give you a chance to hate something. Yeah, like where I've hated it and you love it. Where I'm just like, this wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of The Average Film Enjoyer. You can follow us on our socials. I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere. Jagger's Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd. Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch which um, he should, he, I think Jagger, you talked about starting to try to stream more. So he will be streaming on Twitch more. Maybe Jagger, because I have a Twitch account that I used to stream on. Maybe we can stream together sometime, Um, Mm -hmm. which could be, could be fun. Um, We hope you have a great rest of your day. Please follow us. 
um, on our socials, leave us a review, subscribe to our channel, all that good stuff. And we hope you have an absolute blast whenever you're listening to this. Thank you and have a good night.